it's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for To The Max Sports. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. It was a good weekend for me and my boys. You had an amazing weekend. Well, Bob, I've told you in the past, I'm a big YouTuber. I haven't watched network television probably in 10, 15 years. Of course, if there's a sporting event on, I'll watch it. But I just scroll through YouTube and find guys like Lex Friedman, different podcasters and whatnot, or different shows or documentaries. Well, I stumbled upon a uh, guy, a real interesting character. His name's Joey Merlino. He um, allegedly, back in the day, was the crime boss of the Philadelphia crime family, took over after Nicky Scarfo and all that in the mid-'90s. Um, then he went... Um, Went to jail on some kind of um, kind of some bogus charges for 14 years, but now he has a sports podcast. It's entertaining because he he tells his stories, and his job basically is to give out sports picks. But then he also talks about about rats, you know. So he he outs what he says are rats, not really outs them because they've already been outed, but talks you know about you know the guys that that ratted to get out of the life because he did 14 years. He did 14 years in the pen and okay. he's 56 now has a, a really interesting podcast, but, um, this guy, that's Joey Merlina. Good looking fella too. Um, you can take it all, no. but I'm better looking. Um, but I've got some advice for the former godfather of Philadelphia. Stick around for that. He, Picks games, and he's not bad, but I can make him better, and I can tell him what he's doing wrong. So if I ever have a sit-down with him, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Okay, well, have down. fun with that. I'm going to be in a, yeah, another yeah. room wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> Stick around for the show, and I'll tell you why Joey Morlino is making bad sports decisions. But it's all good. His show's great. I love it. Cool. Um, speaking of the mob, my Bengals are like the mafia. Just when you think they're out, they pull you back in. And suddenly, after taking this shirt off and putting it in the far reaches of my closet, I've got to reach back for it, Bob. We're back in the conversation. Oh, slow your roll there, cowboy. Back in the conversation. Hey, did you watch the game? Yeah, it was a, it, it, it was a football game, and then and they pulled it out. But, but Jake Browning, I mean, he... Those are burrow-like numbers. Oh and what God. I like about the kid, what I like about the kid is he's humble, and he said, you know what? And he, he was a pretty prolific quarterback in high school, and then he went on to, I believe, Washington and had a great career, went undrafted. So he's kind of he's kind of got a story to tell. I think this might have been his first NFL win after four or five seasons now, maybe longer in the NFL. I think he's 31, so he's been around a while. Good enough to stick around. But he's like, you know, I, I, I've had my opportunity to look, watch great players, learn from him, which is all you can ask from a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets, are you listening? Pittsburgh, are you listening? All you can ask from a backup quarterback. But what a game, man. Yeah. And suddenly now the Bengals, you know, I'm not 
they have a chance. Let's just say they're still in the ICU, but they're off the respirator. Eh, do you really want to go that far? Well, after Pittsburgh lost, and I, I project Cleveland losing this week, and, you know, say the Ravens, you know, uh, stumble, which I don't expect them to do. You're not winning the division. division. No, let's, of course not. Let's just get we're, over we're, that. We're, we're, the division's gone. I'm, I'm talking wild card. Like I said, we're off life support. But I mean, we're, we're you, not out of the ICU. Unfortunately. We have a chance maybe there's some pathways to the wild card. Yeah, there are. But you have the Browns in front of you. Right. And Flacco ain't they, looking that bad. Flacco looks, he's terrible. Uh, Buffalo Bills. I mean, they that need, guy can't throw a pass past 40 yards. They they need to write their season. Don't sleep on the Denver Broncos. I already slept on them. Dude, they're, they're toast. And you got the Texans around there. I, Texans Texans are legit. It's it's going to be a dogfight for that wild card. That's what I'm saying. There's no team. If there was a team to really, I think, is progressing in the right direction, obviously it would be Houston. But, you know, that line started off at seven, and it's down to three and a half now. So, a lot of late money swinging towards the Jets. And mm-hmm. my philosophy is I don't like playing rookies on the road. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, they now let's talk about a team that obviously has righted the ship. They've, they've fixed their problems, um, what little problems they had. And that's your 49ers. They're just. You're talking about the Cowboys? Talking about the 49ers. Oh, okay. They're just. Um, I, I I liked them in the. In the game, uh, I made a late decision to to put a, a small chocolate bar on them for fun. And uh, first quarter, I'm like, what, what, why, why are you doing this? What, what's wrong with you? And it's just like the, the switch came on. The genius of the coaching staff kind of figured out the scheme. The, the Philadelphia hire for them kind of wore off. And that was just a good old-fashioned ass-whipping. See, I looked at that game a little bit differently. I looked at a game where the 49ers basically let the Eagles have their emotional hype, let the Eagles come out and spend all that emotional hype, and they did not have the defense to deal with that offense once that, once that offense started to get in sync. Once that offense got in sync, it, it was game over. And defensively, the first two drives, holding them to two field goals – that that gave. I mean, I wasn't all. I was a little worried that we hadn't scored, but told them to six points in the first quarter. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it's trending towards what we talked about at the beginning of the year with the high potent offense of the of the Dolphins. I mean, we're, we're things are stars are aligning again for a potential Forty Nine er. Miami Super Bowl, which I know you predicted. I, yeah. I know I had the 49ers. I can't remember I'm, I'm, st- I'm still worried about the Dolphins because they, they still seem to struggle and have issues a little bit on the road. That's always been a thing for and, them. And, their defense and, and against the best teams, that's that's a little that's a little bit. So I, I whether it's the Dolphins or the Ravens or but, the Chiefs, it's those yeah, three. But potentially the teams that are up there that we're talking about, you can make the same case for – they they struggle again. I mean, the Chiefs. You know, I know it's going into Lambeau, but you know their defense had supposedly been playing good. They got Mahomes. That did not look like a Super Bowl winning football team. And I, I know they had some horrible calls, and I was going to go through all that again. But 
But at the end of the day, they they didn't get the job done I, against the youngest team in the NFL. I, I I don't I don't want to say this about the Chiefs, but it's almost like that was a road non conference game. It almost you. seems like they were disinterested. It's typical Chiefs midseason form, where they just kind of they just kind of gently rocked themselves to sleep, and then all of a sudden here probably. In a couple of weeks, they'll, they'll they'll get on that roll again, and yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a real hard thing. I mean, right now they're sitting at eight and four. <clears throat> you have two teams ahead of them. You have the Ravens and the Dolphins. All right, you know nine and three. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to do something. I we'll see. We'll see. It's the AFC doesn't look like the juggernaut we thought it was going into the season. It doesn't seem like there's any team that's like standing out and going, okay, we're going to take over the AFC. So, eh, eh. Yeah. Well, I guess we could slide into our picks again. Uh, I, well, let me get into the Joey Merlina thing before we slide into our picks. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to give him some advice so he doesn't have to get back into the life to make some money. Doesn't lose it all now. <laughs> but you should watch the pod. It's entertaining. One thing him and his his partner do that I preached against since day one, and you'll never see me do it, have you heard me take the Bengals at all this year? Unless it was a primetime game, and I, okay. which we do. Fair enough, fair enough. Have you heard me take Ohio State all year? Well, that was probably a good decision. It was to be slid into the back well, end. Well, they still went 11-1, and one, mm-hmm. so I had plenty of chances to play the Buckeyes. But I learned a long time ago, and, of course, I uh, – don't encourage anyone to do anything other than play for uh, bragging rights at the office school around the office schooler. But I learned a long time ago, don't pick a team, especially don't put your money on a team you're emotionally attached to. They will break your heart every single time. And uh, Joey and his partner, they love to, to play teams they're emotionally attached to. Good for them. But you can't do it in the long run. They will, and they are. They're bra- They they broke their heart the other night with the Philly game. Uh, they took oh, Penn State a couple weeks ago. Hearts were broken. So my advice to people out there is: watch your team that you like, enjoy it, but never pick your team that you're emotionally attached to. Yes, and 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 if you especially have- if there's. Dinero on the line, and if and if you are having trouble with gambling, where you can't stop, there's a litany of de, of uh, places to call on any of the betting ads you, you ever want to listen to. Yeah, you you you've got to have it's got to be for fun, got to be responsible. I mean, have you ever noticed that with all the like the the DraftKings and all that, the dis, the, the the stuff at the end which gives you all the numbers to call if you're having a problem with gambling yeah. is longer than the actual ad. Well, you know, going yeah, yeah, it's like it's like one of those uh, commercials where, uh, you know, they tell you to uh, say you got heart arrhythmia or something, and then the list of side effects are worse than the actual condition you're treating. Or how how stupid do we have to be that we have to be told if I am allergic to the drug you're hawking, I shouldn't take the drug you're hawking? Really? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I've got, yeah. Uh, I got a slow heartbeat, but if I take this, I'm going to end up with uh, rectal bleeding. Uh, you know, uh, bulging eyes. No thanks. I'll, yeah. I'll take the arrhythmic heart. Um, but yeah, t- I mean, talk about bulging eyes and, and and bad heart. Man, the 49ers did lay down a beat down on the Eagles. They showed up some some yeah. flaws. And uh, that that game really exposed the Eagles, but it also 
really show me the 49ers are, you know, for all intents and purposes, if we can push Taylor Swift aside because the NFL's dream dream matchup is to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. If we can put that conspiracy theory aside, the, the 49ers are just, you know, t- to turn the switch on, say, hey, let's, okay. Yeah. To, to overcome the adversity of the first quarter where I think the negative yards, total yards was minus eight. Yeah, something like that. It was it was bad, and it was a. I don't like to have things that carry over one season to the other, but there was a little bit in there of the 49ers wanting to come in there and make a statement and go, "Yeah, you beat us last year. Yeah, we didn't have a quarterback. This is what we do with a quarterback. If we hadn't had a fluke injury to Brock Purdy, we beat you." We beat you. And the 49ers are better this year than they were last year with some mm-hmm. additions. Chase Young on the other side from Bosa is amazing. And they just added somebody else on the defensive side. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's nasty. It's, it, it's the most complete team in the NFL that I've seen yeah. in quite a while. I mean, yeah. you, uh, you, it's, it's, you need to knock that de- You need to knock that offense out of rhythm. And if you get them out of rhythm and you get negative and they and you force them negative on first down, you force them into down and down and distance situations they don't want to be in and make them uncomfortable. Yeah, there are some there are some problems there, but they're getting out of some of those. But that was what was the problem in the first quarter. Now, I hope the Cowboys watch that game film from the 49ers Eagles and figure out what to do against the Eagles at home, because I need the Cowboys to beat the Eagles this weekend. (laughs) Because I want number, I want the number one seed. That'll be an interesting game. That that'll be a Philly's test to see how they respond after a beatdown, and then conversely, just where where does Dallas stand against a good team? The, you know, Cowboy, we're, 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 the Cowboys are really good at home, which you haven't been able to say in the past. And while while I saw a lot of flaws in the Cowboys when they beat the Seahawks, so all you Cowboys fans, look at the actual game and see what went on. You were still inept in the red zone. You still had time management problems. You beat a 500 team that was desperate, but you beat them by four points, five points, whatever the heck it was. Yeah. It was nothing. (coughs) You should have beat that team by a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. Well, going back to your game, I mean, if you had, um, if you had pulled up the first quarter stat line, not knowing the score, then said predict the final, score of this game nobody would have ever predicted such a, a scoring beat down that the 49ers administered you okay yeah just a little bit of a hairball choked you up so yeah and yeah so you want to get to our picks yeah sure what we got going on of course we didn't do the thursday night game the thursday night that, game was that, shit that was a good that thing. was a shit game i would have lost that that was oh, a shit game. So, for the record, you you have a you have a few more picks than I do. So your record's got more gains picked because you're standing 49ers no matter what. Uh, you're 27 and 23 against the spread this year, which I can't tell you how hard that is to do in today's NFL. Yeah, I'm 21 and 25. Okay, we'll get you I've to got, mount. I've got some work to do. We'll get you to mount 500. But so- again, these aren't locks. Yep. These are primetime picks that we pick. I do have, I actually don't really have a lot this week. I'll tell you what I did do. Um, this this week is not a good week for guys that just want to uh, find a lot. 
and have me give it to you. That's a yeah, it's a, it, yeah. it's a tough week. Tough so week. Se- Seattle is on the road at the 49ers. They just they played a two weeks ago. 49ers went to Seattle and beat them up. 49ers are favored by 11 in this game, and I'm riding with the Niners. I'm a little scared of, of this point spread because that's a lot of points, but the C- the Seahawks are flawed, and we're at Levi, and yeah, just avoid injuries, guys. Avoid injuries. The big game for us, the last big game for the 49ers, as long as we get through this one, is next week against the Ravens. Yeah. After that, it's cupcakes. Yeah. We're, we're picking this game just because we... It's prime time. There's, there's, this is a friendly wager. I do like the 49ers. I, well, no, it's it's not a prime time game, so you don't have to right. pick it if you don't want it. Okay. Um, no, I'll let you roll with your 49ers. Okay. If I was playing this, I would I would drop it uh, by the points down to 10 and then play it. Mm. Um, but, okay, makes sense. You, you made a good argument. Okay. What's your prime times? So the Sunday night primetime game is the Eagles on the road at the Cowboys. Cowboys are giving three and a half at home against the Eagles. We already talked a little bit about the Cowboys being tough at home. Cowboys have been struggled with teams with better than 500 records, and the Eagles very obviously have one. But this is a divisional game. If the Cowboys want a chance at the NFC East, they have to win this game. And the Cow- and the the Eagles schedule after this they have one more hard game and then they have cupcakes the cowboys still have a gauntlet to run through so they have to win this game have to win this game so i think they move hurts a little bit more or out of the pocket he's shown the ability to take off and run prescott doesn't have that ability they have multiple receivers that are talented dallas in my opinion has they got a veteran but if you can shut down um C.D. Lamb, that's going to take away a major part of the offense. I think offensively, Eagles have more talent. I think on defense, slight edge to Dallas. Having said that, give me uh, give me the Eagles and the give me some points, and I'll take the Eagles. You said three and a half. Yep. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles plus three and a half. I'm going to violate your rule because I'm emotionally involved in this pick because I need the Cowboys to win. I do think the Cowboys are going to win. And I think the Eagles are facing a slide. So, are you a Cowboys outright for another extra point, or to lose? No, 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 no. The, the 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 Cowboys are definitely winning this outright. Okay, and Bob, I'm, I'm, right. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys and laying the points. Outright, Bob. So, what we got next, Bob? So we actually have a double header on Monday night. So, oh, by the way, can I mention that? Double headers? That's a double header, but uh, Monday Night Football, you know, normally I tune in, you know, probably first quarter, mm-hmm. um, end of the second, I go play pickleball and work up a sweat and then have an adult beverage and watch Monday okay, Night Football. Fair enough. I was home and in, in with my parents in Western Florida this week, so I got to watch the entirety of the game. That intro is so overproduced and so freaking terrible. Don't watch it. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's terrible. Don't watch it. Put down your reaction and thoughts on that, guys. It's some country guy. I don't It's not, hey, I don't know who it is. And he's, he's singing or attempting to sing uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah. Don't watch it. Horrible. Okay. (laughs) Just my Musings. Okay, so the first game, the Dolphins are hosting the Titans. 
Dolphins with that with that high flying offense, Tyree Kill just lighting it up. Dolphins are laying thirteen. I mean, it's a lot of points. The Titans on the road are are, are terrible. The Dolphins will be one of those teams that will break your heart, but I, I got a it's a lot. It's a crazy amount of points, and Titans probably will find a way to cover, but give me the Dolphins. I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I'm with you on that one as well. I'm 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 in the same same place. Titans are four and eight. Yeah, I'd feel um, better if it was eleven. You know, but. 13, this is not a game I would put any kind of money on. These are this is strictly a fun pick. This is this is the Dolphins at home in December. Cli- climate wise and all that. I, I think it, think the advantage goes to those guys. So I'm I'm taking the Dolphins and land the points. Okay. Now we have a game that I really don't want to watch. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't watch. Uh Packers on the road at the Giants. Plus Pack- seven, right? Uh, six and a half is, is the line that I saw. Uh, I've already decided. I you know I've, I've scrubbed, rescrubbed, and if I gotta put a a small smidgen of uh, seed money down, I'm going to take uh, the Giants. Really? In six and a half. I, I'm not sold on Green Bay. They're still the youngest team in the league. I think. I think Love has improved, obviously, tremendously, but I still don't. I don't trust him for whatever reason. It's my gut. Jordan Love maybe, is good. Maybe, maybe I'm being stiff-necked because he keeps on getting me every week. But um, I think the Giants' defense steps up. They have a decent defense. And, uh, you know, uh, the offense under Danny DeVito, I don't know, what James DeVito, whatever his Tommy. name is. Tommy DeVito. It seemed to to continually improve under his, um, under his quarterbacking. So... Yeah, I w- I'm going to buy. I think I already did. Buy the seven. I think I got it at seven. Give me the Giants. Okay. I mean. And buy the half point. Take the, it to seven. The Giants are on a two-game winning streak. Beat yeah. the Commanders. Beat the Patriots. Which doesn't really spell well on your resume, but they're no. wins. No. They, they haven't beat anybody good, and I actually think the Packers are good. I actually think the Packers may end up winning that winning that division. Or oh, it's funny, potentially Matt, could win that when division. We, when we first started, the, I, I think uh, Max picked the Packers to win the division. I couldn't stop laughing. I think he took Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think but that you know was. What? I mean, the, the Green Bay suddenly. That was a little a little premature, but I mean, right now they're sitting at six and six. Detroit Lions are nine and three. I think I think they're going to make it in a, on a wild card. I don't think they're going to win a division, but they'll make it in. I have faith in. I mean, Jordan Love has really turned around. Yeah. Okay, so we disagree to disagree on that one. Yep, we have uh, two out of the three we're disagreeing on. We only agree on the Dolphins, and that's really the only one I can give out. Take the Giants at home, getting six and a half, buy it to seven. Yeah. Earlier in the week, I took um, I took Jacksonville against Cleveland, the under. I got it at thirty-seven and a half. The quarterback, um, God, what's the guy's name? Pretty boy for Jacksonville. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence got hurt. The line dropped. I think it's, I think it's like 29 and a half. 
So I'm feeling real good about that, Bob. I got the line at 37 and a half. It's gone down to 29 and a half. It's back up to and 32 got, and a half. Uh, there are some early reports that Lawrence was limited in practice, but was in practice yesterday. Tough kid. So, I mean, there's been a couple of times and that injury made me wince. Um, but still, I got it at, what, 38, essentially. It's 32, so I, I'm feeling good about my under. Don't know if I'd take the under at 32. So, again, my only pick would be the Giants. Um, yeah. Which is another musing I have. Did you watch him go down? Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. That looked pretty nasty, didn't it? It did look pretty nasty. So, let me ask you this. I was in the medical field. I did some uh, some time in the Army, only 22 years. Um. Well, they show him walking in the tunnel. The poor guy's grimacing in pain. Where, Where is your medical staff? Put the guy in a freaking wheelchair or something. He's walking off the field with a noticeable, nasty, at best, a sprain. And they got guys walking him off the field. Come on, man. Did you see that? When he I was did, in the tunnel? Yeah, I, I did see that. And I, I mean, I have no issues with that, honestly. I mean, yes, it looked nasty, but, you know, he's the best arbiter of what his body feels like. Is he in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see, I mean, the, as, did you see him walking? Did, with the, well, with the apparently he, guy in a chair, a, Apparently he didn't do more damage to it because, like I said, he was out on the practice field yesterday. Yeah. That tells you these athletes how amazing they are. Uh, going back to that Chiefs game, Pacheco, I think it was Pacheco, was able to to pull his leg out of that serious looking mm-hmm. what could have been a gruesome injury. Yeah, you know, there's some of these plays where where I see some of these guys and I'm like, wow, you know, that's. And then you have a situation non-contact where the ball was thrown to the uh, to the receiver for I can't remember which team, and he he's out now. Yeah, and he's just he's just catching the ball and and laying on the ground. Yeah, it's the there was, was the Jaguar guy in the yeah the Jaguar Houston game. Yeah, the, the receiver the, went down non contact injury. The resiliency generally of of the athlete is pretty darn good. These are these are amazing athletes with amazing flexibility. Yeah, well, Bob, we're amazing sportscaster uh, musers with amazing abilities. I think we've done 105, 106 shows now. Something like that. Don't think we've missed a beat. We may take a Christmas break. Maybe. We'll Maybe. have one eyed Jack over here. He can do the show. Any other musings? I'm I pretty much talking No, I mean the, the the whole I know uh the one of the big controversies uh this past weekend was the 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 security head of security for Philadelphia getting ejected. Which I mean the, the announcers are like, I don't think I've ever seen a staff member get thrown out before. And, yeah. and he deserved to be thrown out. I, I don't, I mean, I know why he's there and, and all that, but you, you don't, well, you don't go on the field, especially if you're just a staff member. I can see a coach, a positions coach, even the head coach. And made contact with the opposing and player. And then he made, he made contact with the opposing player. That's what you don't do. Um, and, and, and I don't care how big you are, dude. I mean, a picture of this dude. You're, 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 you're a, you're a big dude. These guys are wearing helmets and pads. He should be one of Joey Merlino's guys. I mean, might be. If if you get into a scrap with Greenlaw, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. You gotta remember this. This is one of those big rockheads that probably. My question is, I got I got two thoughts on this. 
One is your job is to protect the players. Who poses more danger to your players, the opposing team or the fans? Well, I mean, so this... get, just to finish, get your fat little butt, turn it around, and you should be facing the fans and watching the players, not not sitting there, you know, playing, uh, you know, I, a schmuck that's got to get in the middle of a kerfuffle. I, I understand that, but but this guy is not your run of the mill like like security staff. This is one of the heads of security for the Eagles. So, which makes it even more important well, that he you, should be. Well, you're not going to take your head of security and put him facing the crowd. That's not his job. His job should be, and he stepped out of his job. His job should be overall understanding of what's going on for the whole entire team. Or they said his most important job is to be beside Peterson, you know, watching yeah. the head coach. But that leads me to another musing, and, and it's gotten out of control. You watch these NFL sidelines, it's. You were in the Navy. I was in the Army. It's these staff meetings where everybody wants to crawl in and be part of the action. And, you know, if you can get a competent general or colonel, he'll say, hey, about 10 of these people need to go. These these sidelines in the NFL have gotten so crowded Mm -hmm. with people that really probably shouldn't be and don't need to be down there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what Goodell needs to probably do is – at the end of the season, say this who's on the field. Yeah, they're they're, they're not going to do it. I mean, it's it's Maybe money it's more... re, it's money it's revenue to the teams. It's bennies that they give to their supporters. But there's it's just not going to happen. There, there's so many, and, and now it's it's actually I'm watching more and more each week some some poor schmuck who probably shouldn't be down there getting taken out and run over by an NFL player. So until uh, they start going out on stretchers, <laughs> then maybe they'll address the issue. But yeah, no, it's it's a Benny. Let's see. And do you have any thoughts on uh, Florida State and the I, CFP? I, I, I feel sorry for them, but but I think at the end of the day, the right thing was done. It's the best teams in the moment, and Florida State wasn't one of the best teams in yeah. the moment. Now, if this happened under the their quarterback, you know, then you got to say eh, that that that's. But going into the playoffs, FSU had had no chance against the other other three teams. So I think it's fair. I think it's very fair. I'm going to say something. Controversial? They, well, a little bit. If Jordan Travis had been healthy and they ran the table, they would have been in the CFP and they wouldn't have deserved to be there. Even with Jordan Travis under center, they were not one of the four best teams in college football. Agree, but can we agree Period. they would have been in? Oh, they would have been in because there would have been no way for the for the committee to exclude them. They were looking for a way to exclude them, and they had something in their protocol that they could turn to. Yeah. If they were undefeated with Jordan Travis, they would have had no way to do it and be legitimate. Here's the travesty that I've pointed out. Do you know which one of the conferences stood in the way of a 12-team playoff this year? The ACC. The ACC commissioner could have gotten behind a 12-team playoff and Florida State would have been in. They would have played Liberty, and then they would have played, I think it's it was either Michigan or Alabama in the Mm -hmm. In the semis or the quarters, but it was your own damn conference. So yeah. stop it. Just just be adults about it. Yes, 
It was a travesty. And I'm sorry, Governor DeSantis, you're putting aside a million dollars to sue the CFP. I don't know. Maybe take some of that money and, I don't know, not lay off some of your state staffers. Yeah, but at the end of the day, too, once they go to a 12-team, then there will be arguments about it. So since time of memoriam, someone's going to feel slighted. But, you know, and, when, once you get 12 to me crowded, I always said your top eight and then whittle it down, and, and, one and eight, two and seven. Right. You know. I, I agree with that. The top eight, what I look at is who who has a legitimate chance to be the best team in college football. And if you're the ninth-ranked team, you probably don't. If you're the 13th ranked team, you definitely don't. So 12 yeah. is about as far as I would go. And the reason why I like 12 is I like that first round. I like that first round where your top four ranked teams get that by. Your next four ranked teams host a game on their turf. And then the final four ranked teams go on the road for that first game. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're getting to the point. Are we going to be playing college football up until, you know, freaking February? Just these are... These are semi-professional athletes. Just deal with it. Yeah. So. Okay. So, uh, all right, Bob. We're good. I think we're good. We'll unveil our uh, picks, uh, the Alabama, Michigan, Texas picks uh, next week. You How take about, an army tomorrow? That. You know, Bob, you're, you're a former Naval Academy guy. I wasn't that smart. I was just an ROT schmuck. I wasn't smart enough for West Point. I would have lasted, oh, maybe five minutes in West Point. You take an army? So for a chips and a hot dog and a cold Coca-Cola, I'll take army. What's the okay. line? I think it's like three. <laughs> this, It'll this be is, a fun game. This is one of those games which, re- I mean, you can take the, the line. It's three, army by three. All right, give me army plus three for a hot dog and a beer. State, the stadium sold out. They're, they're, they have more interest in this game than they've had in a Patriots game all year. They play that in Annapolis, right? No, there's this game is in Foxborough. Really? Yep. We should, we, should, we should go try to go up and watch a game. I, I, I went to a Notre Dame game uh, when they played Army, and just the just just being in that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, college, college football, you can't beat the atmosphere. Yep, very true. So, uh, all right, Bob. All okay. right, you got Navy, I got Army. Until then, hope they beat Missouri. Go Navy. O-H. Go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> I owe. Uh,